Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Hey, bartender. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I am your bartender for the evening. I am the dude. You can call me the dude or you can call me Anthony. I'm cool either way with that. Uh, so, how is everybody doing? This is April 23rd. I was going to wish you all a happy 420, but I showed up a little bit late. How many of you people are can be blamed for that? And I didn't even smoke. Uh, I, you know... Not that I have anything against pot smoking. I think it's a fine thing. It's natural. And most of the time, people don't fuck with it. But before we get into about stoner stories, let's talk a little bit about today's drink special. Uh, I got this one from Esquire.com. This is called the Stoned Fruit Cocktail. Um, as Americans put aside their pot prejudices, users are spreading the gospel of, about CBD oil. So, uh, prep time is about 15 minutes. Wow, who takes 15 minutes to prepare a drink? Must be a slow bartender. Okay, ingredients are as follows. Uh, two ounces of mezcal. Three quarter ounce of aperol. 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 A-P-E-R-O-L. One ounce yuzu juice. Half ounce Gifford apricot. One quarter ounce simple syrup. One half Plum, nectarine, or apricot, and 15 milligrams of CBD uh, tincture. Must be a term I've never heard of. Um, But I'm sure some of you out there know what I'm talking about. Now the directions on how to make this. You combine the yuzu and the half a plum nectarine or apricot, any seasonal stone fruit will do, in a bar tin and muddle. Add the other ingredients, shake with ice, and strain over rocks. Garnish it with seasoned seasonal fruit and blaze it so yeah that seemed like an appropriate drink that i should put out for 420 even though by the time i put this out it will not be 420 anymore so you know stoner's a little bit late a little bit lazy uh i'm not a stoner but i am late and lazy i have all of the stoner qualities without being stoned Uh, you know i say random things i well i never pretend like uh, i can solve all the universe's problems but, uh, you know, my I get lost in a train of thought. I get really deep into thought. I don't realize the CD player has been skipping for a half hour. Uh, for you younger people, CD players were when uh, uh, music came on these discs that were like rainbow looking. Anyway. Uh, so anyway, just happy late 422 all of my listeners. I'm glad you're all here. Oh, so how was your 420? Uh, uh, raise your hands if you'd have any stories. Ha <laughs> ha, gotcha. This is a recording, it's not live. Uh, people uh, have asked me a couple times, how come I don't do a live show? And my response is usually 
because I have the opportunity to record this show and edit out all the times I say and and um because I get stumbled, I stumble on a thought, I repeat myself, and, you know, I don't, I, I want to sound somewhat intelligent uh, to, uh, as a bartender representative or service worker representative. We got, uh, I was a bartender and I was a server at one time, but I want to be respectful. I don't want bartenders and servers to listen to me and think this guy is representing us. Holy crap. And, you know, it's not really a representation. It's just storytelling time. So, so that's the way that goes. So, but anyway, I really do want to know how's your how, how your 420 was. If you want to email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. If you want to follow me on Facebook, dude, uh, no, it, Facebook is Hey Bartender Podcast. Uh, Instagram is Hey Bartender Podcast. And uh, Twitter is Hey Bartender P01. Tell me about your stoner stories in the bar. I'm Because, you know, majority of the states out there, except for the state that I live in, uh, have legalized marijuana. And I'm and technically, it's 420 somewhere. So if you're sitting here listening to my podcast, blaze one up, people. Let's get fried together. Uh, even though I don't, uh, I can't do that right now because my job is, well, uh, they're probably planning on uh, drug testing everybody in the company uh, as soon as tomorrow hits. Uh, at least the people they don't like. I was, actually, I was kind of an instigator today because one of my coworkers, he, for some reason, he didn't tell anybody, but he had to go to Cali- or, uh, to Colorado to get a uh, new work truck. Why Colorado? None of us know. None of, none of us knew he was doing it. And uh, funny, th- uh, funny thing about it, though, was is it, here in Texas, I, I live in West Texas, uh, here in West Texas, we all look up at Co- uh, Colorado as the weed smoking state because they were the first ones to legalize it and, uh, you know, all that stuff. So I said, I walked over to my boss just to be a, a bit of an instigator. I said, hey, if you want to be an asshole, why don't you uh, tell the guy when he comes back from Colorado, we're going for a drug test because after all, he is in Colorado and it's 420. And I think he bought it. I think I planted the seeds. I, I'm dying to see what happens. Come on, bartenders out there. You, you I'm sure you've uh, been an instigator in one way or fashion. But uh, that's not what I want to talk about today. Uh, now, I told you that I don't smoke marijuana. It doesn't mean I haven't. Now, I believe everybody should at least try marijuana. Marijuana, to me, that's clear, that's cool. It's natural unless it's grown uh, by some weird motherfuckers that put all sorts of weird shit in. I got a story about that later. But uh, marijuana, is there's nothing wrong with it to me. It's just it happens to be illegal, and a lot of workplaces uh, don't want you on it, so I don't do it. Plus, coughing and uh, all uh, the... I ne- a coughing hurt like hell, and I never liked the taste. So it probably wouldn't have been something that I was totally into uh, in the first place. And you have to do all this crazy crap. I mean, when it came to joints and maybe pipes, I was cool with that. But when you uh, didn't, ha- when they got to bongs, I was like, "Uh, really?" And we're and we're talking about these four foot tall bongs, and. Uh, those I'm like 
what the fuck are you, how do you fill that? And it's all oh, you have to chug on it a few times. And then people got creative and they started building bongs. I knew a guy who built a bong out of a uh, three gallon garden sprayer. And I said, well, that's got to be tough as hell to fill the chamber. And he goes, yeah, but once you get that chamber full, you get hit hard. I'm like, have fun. And uh, so, you know, a lot of that pot smoking thing just got a little bit too much for me because I'm cool with just pipes and joints. Yeah, you know, keep it simple for me. But the first time I uh, decided to experiment with marijuana, uh, it was some friends who I got together with and they just decided to pass it around. And I, then I just decided, you know, I want to see what this is all about. I, uh, I gotta, I, I want to try it at least once. And so they, uh, passed the pipe over to me. I took a hit off the pipe, coughed a little bit, didn't feel a damn thing. And I was like, everybody else is drooling on themselves. And same thing as uh, drinking alcohol. They're sitting there going, Oh, I'm so stoned. And, or other people are, you know, when they just like people when they're drink, man, I'm so plastered right now. And, uh, the funny thing about that was I was working for, uh, a restaurant chain at the time. I don't want to say their name just in case I get sued, but I was working for a restaurant chain at the time. And I had some coworkers that I got along with really, really well. And, uh, one girl in particular, okay. I had a bit of a crush on her, but I, she, like I told you in previous podcasts, she had a boyfriend. I was respectful. Damn it. And she, I told her that I'd never smoked before. And she was like, Oh, I want to be the one to get you high first. I gotta be the one. Well, she wasn't, but, uh, luckily she stood there and told me the things to look for. When it come, came to pot smoking, first, most important question to ask, what is it made of? Now, this is the day before it was legal. Uh, uh, this was a long time before it was legal. Jesus, I'm old. And uh, so I went and uh, tried it with some friends, and I was. Uh, then I came back, and I reported to her. I said, well, I tried marijuana last night, and she said, oh, my God, you did? I'm so happy for you. How, how was it? And I said, wasn't impressed. Didn't do a damn thing. And she goes, well, nobody feels anything their first time. And I was like, well, you know, that might've been a waste of time. Uh, so, cause I may never, ever do it again. Later on, uh, I, while I was still working in the restaurant industry, I had hooked up with these, this band that needed a drummer. And, uh, I was hanging out with a guitar player a lot because in my worthless opinion, when it came, comes to, uh, writing music and brainstorming and arranging the drummer and the guitar player are uh, great for passing around ideas and arrangement ideas. And so I was hanging out with this one guitar player and I, I was, uh, I was out of cigarettes and every block I kept asking him, Hey, can you stop by that seven, seven 11? Hey, can you stop by that? Can I please buy some cigarettes? And he goes, no, you shouldn't smoke. And I said, you've smoked with me. Well, you know, cause I just wanted a regular Marlboros. And he's like, no, no, you shouldn't smoke. That's bad for you. And I, I was like, fuck you. Buy me some cigarettes. And he goes, I'll tell you what. 
I'll roll you a cigarette later. I got some drum in my backpack, and I didn't want to roll the cigarette because I just didn't care for him. And plus, he rolled uh, rolled cigarettes like a reject uh, with palsy. It was just terrible. But um, eventually, he did give me one. But eventually, I did get him to stop by Seven Eleven. And then later on, he said uh, when I was, uh, but before we got to stop at Seven Eleven, he said, oh, you know, tell you what, if you, uh, if you don't buy a cigarette, I'll roll you a joint. I said, I don't want a fucking joint. I want a cigarette. And he, he says, come on, come on, man, try it. And I was like, well, okay. Then my friend Aaron's voice popped into my head and I said, uh, said exactly what she told me to say. What's, uh, what's it made of or what is it? And then he got quiet and said, Nothing. Don't worry about it. I'll stop by 7-Eleven. And I said, what is it? And he says, don't worry about it. And I said, okay, stop by that 7-Eleven. And so he pulled in 7-Eleven. I got my pack of smokes. I was happy. And I ran into their previous uh, drummer uh, the, the next day. And he said, hey, man, what'd you think of that weed I gave Aaron? And I said, uh, I'd forgotten about it. And I, uh, I said, I didn't have, uh, I didn't have any weed with Aaron. And he said, man, he called me up and he told me he wanted the biggest high he could possibly get. So I gave him some shit laced with PCP. Okay. People hanging out in the bars, customers, bartenders, uh, servers. If you have a friend like that, that laces something with another thing, and doesn't tell you, they are not your friend. Especially uh, fucked up things like PCP. You know what? Even uh, Salvia, those fuckers that uh, you see on YouTube that sneak, you know, they tell their friend, oh, no, it's marijuana, and they make him smoke Salvia, and you go through this really fucked up, I can't get escape my own body for five minutes. Those Those people are really fucked up, and you really shouldn't hang out with them. Then I went to art school for a little while, and uh, during that time, I experimented a little bit more. My, the people that uh, I I never bought my own marijuana; people just always had it and asked me if I wanted to hit. And I never take more than what I figured, you know, was polite. It, it's not like I was one of those guys that uh, you know try try to find people that have marijuana and automatically sit and smoke with them. Because I was that guy that was a little bit too clean-laced, uh, and they sat back and put that target on me. Must see this guy out of control. Must get him drunk. Must get him to smoke marijuana. And you know, it wasn't hard to convince me. It was hard to get me drunk because I knew when to stop. And, um, you know, I'd ride my bicycle home, you know. that So, and, uh, so I didn't do most of that stuff. Uh... But um, after I got out of uh, after I got out of school, I started bartending, and uh, knowing full well the drug scene going in uh, going into the bartending and serving industry, uh, my first job being a uh, banquet bartender. Nothing much happened there, but when I got to work in a real bar, uh, I was quickly used to replace the previous two bartenders who were selling marijuana in the bar. And so 
because uh, like I, I think I've told you this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. Uh, like my second night training, uh, the guy was, uh, the guy was, uh, working behind the bar and I was trying to learn how to use the computer system, uh, trying to get familiar with what, where the bottles were at and, uh, you know, making side dishes for the late night crew. And, uh, all of a sudden we close up the bar. I jump in, uh, we go out the back door. I jump in my car. I go around the building and I see him trying to peer through the window, trying to look over something. I just waved at him. I couldn't care less. And uh, if he had a problem, he could have called me. I had a cell phone back then. Uh, uh, It was the age between the Nokia and the brick phones. And the uh, next morning, uh, the cook came in to vacuum the floor, get the grill warmed up. And he sees a case that people used to keep their stereo faces in, their car stereo faces in, sitting on top of the bar. So he decides to have a look at it, open it up, and sees a big old bag of weed in there. And he goes, well, shit. So the manager comes in shortly after, and he says, I found this on the bar. And uh, a couple minutes after, uh the guy that was supposed to be training me calls up and says, Hey, did you find a radio face, uh, container on the bar? And the manager was like, why? Yes, I did. Why don't you come in and get it? And so he came in and got it and was fired immediately. And uh, I guess he ratted out the other bartender too. And, uh, I'm pretty sure she came in to my bar every, uh, every once in a while just to keep up her sales. Um, and tried to hide in the poker area, but, uh, at the time I really didn't care, uh, as long as it stayed out of sight. And if, uh, anybody questioned it, uh, then I didn't know she was doing it. That's all it took. So, uh, you know, things, uh, the drug scene was in the bar. I knew that. In fact, uh, I was good friends with a woman whose, uh, son was one of the big marijuana dealers, uh, one of the, one of the marijuana dealers, not the biggest in town. And, uh, but I thought nothing of it. Cause like I said, marijuana isn't as bad as heroin. It's not as bad as crank or Coke is still kind of natural, but they cut, cut it with some weird shit. But, uh, uh, speaking of Coke, there was one night where we were all closing up. It was a Saturday night. Um, as we were cleaning the bar, one of the bouncers says, Oh my God, look at this. And he brings over a cellophane bag that has a white substance on the bottom. And he says, I think it's cocaine. Then he licks his fingers, sticks it in there and then, uh, puts it on his gums. And as he's doing that, I remembered from a movie. I, uh, I asked him, how do you know that's not poison of some kind? And, or arsenic or something like that. And you just, just stuck it in your mouth without even thinking. And he's like, no, I think this is cocaine because I can't feel my tongue right now. And which was actually kind of funny. And I said, get rid of it, throw it in the garbage. We don't want that. And keep an eye out for anybody who's uh, carrying that sort of thing, uh, in the bar from now on. Cause if we get caught with people, that sort of thing in the bar, the bar gets shut down and we all lose our jobs, no matter who we are. 
And, you know, it, that's kind of one of the things that you kind of have to expect. I mean, people come into a bar, they're there to uh, feel different. They're there to, uh, you know, forget about the day's problems, relax. And some people need a l- little bit of a smoke or a little bit of whatever to relax a little, b- little bit. In fact, I don't know why people would relax with cocaine. That's an 80s thing. That was a little bit before my time. Uh, heroin, though, I've witnessed. Well, no, I never witnessed firsthand, but I'd seen pictures of guys that are on heroin. You want to talk about uh, Space Cadet Relax. Flat on the floor, eyes closed, mouth wide open, drooling all over himself. Uh, disgusting. It, it was uh, even he looked at that picture and decided to get clean after his friend took that picture. He's just, I can't believe the way I looked. I, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, good for you. Last I heard he was clean, but that was back in 1997. Hope he's doing well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, people did try to bring marijuana into the bars. One, uh, my, one of my favorite customers, Rusty, he's just an old hippie that I love talking to uh, rock and roll about. Uh, and he kept a dime, seemed like he always had a dime bag in his pocket. And every once in a while, he would uh, pull it out and show somebody. And I said, would you please put that back in your pocket? And I don't need need you flashing that around all over the place. What if a cop walks in here? And because... Uh, that could easily shut down the whole place immediately because the cop doesn't know where the guy got it. The cop doesn't know if, you know, what's going on until they put in an investigation. And that could be worse than a quarantine. That, that could be, you know, uh, you go home for a week, week or two, or you're fired immediately because your boss figures you let people in there to smoke marijuana. Could go anyway. But uh, I, th- I think Brad would have sided with me because Brad was cool like that. Anyway, people, this is the Wednesday Short Show, so it is officially last call, last call for alcohol. And uh, even though I haven't been serving anything today and the tips have been really shitty, of course, that's a, uh, that's for all of you out there uh, who are quarantined because of the COVID-19. I hope you guys are all doing well and all hanging in there. We should all be back at work very soon. And uh, just remember to give everybody you missed a big hug, even the p- people that you kind of sort of missed with every bullet. Anyway, uh, uh, just remember, uh, you want to follow Hey Bartender Podcast, get on Facebook, Hey Bartender Podcast, get on Instagram, Hey Bartender Podcast, uh, Twitter, Hey Bartender PO1, visit the website, www.heybartenderpodcast.com. If you want to contact me for any reason whatsoever, uh, email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. I'd love to hear any random thing that you have to say, even if you have some crazy TikTok uh, and you feel like sending it to me. Uh, I've, once again, got to announce, I have fallen down the hole of TikTok. I'm very ashamed of it, but I just can't stop. Some of the women on there are gorgeous. Actually, majority of them are. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, special thanks to Esquire.com for uh, telling me or letting me steal their uh, steal that drink that I was telling you about. And I got to look it up again. Uh, uh, oh, uh, the stoned fruit cocktail. Um, 
and uh, thank you to the listeners. Thank you to Laura Hope and the Arctones for the theme song that I don't know if you have approved yet or not that I use it, but uh, I'm just going to keep telling you guys that I got it from them because they're an awesome band, truthfully. I listen to a lot of their stuff. And as usual, uh, as long as long as you guys are staying safe out there and not doing uh, anything crazy, stupid, just because we are all suffering incredible amounts of cabin fever, incredible amounts of loneliness, probably borderline, if not completely, in the realm of depression. I wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. I had the blow